0: We're now just six days away from the family and attorneys of Michael Thompson submitting a new application and petition for his clemency. And yesterday, over 10,000 of you went to freemichaelthompson.com and wrote a letter on behalf of Michael Thompson. And I am so, so grateful. But we need 10,000 more of you to do it today today. And tomorrow and the next day, our goal is to get somewhere close to a 100,000 letters from Michael to the desk of Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. So if you already know everything about the case, stop right now and go to freemichaelthompson.com. If not, I'm going to break some things down about his case and talk some more about some horrible things going on at Parchman Prison in Mississippi. This is Sean King and you are listening to the the, the breakdown the breakdown the, 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 the breakdown so i just checked and yesterday 10246 of you went to freemichaelthompson.com filled out the form and sent in a letter to the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. And I am grateful for all 10,246 of you, but I do have some advice. If you've already filled it out, you don't have to do it again. Okay, that's fine. But for everybody who has not yet filled out this form for Michael Thompson, when you go to freemichaelthompson.com and you see the form, we have some suggested information in the little letter box. You can send that. That's better than nothing, but I would much rather you put in your own information, your own thoughts and ideas on why you think he needs to be free, on why you think he spent enough time in prison. So feel free to just put in your name and information and hit send, but I'm telling you, there's nothing more impactful than you writing your own information from your own heart. Here's the thing, I think for... Most of modern American history, we have looked at mass incarceration and all of its tentacles and all of the expressions of its problems. We've looked at it and felt like, wow, that's horrible. Somebody needs to fix that. And I mean, I guess somebody does need to fix it. But what I need us to pivot, you know, from that idea of kind of pointing away from ourselves, we need to fix it. We are that somebody. We, we have to put in the organizing work, the organizing energy and effort. We have to have the ideas and the concepts to address the problems of mass incarceration. And here's the thing. Over the course of any given year in the United States, over 10 million people are incarcerated. We often hear a number of about two and a half million. What that means is that at any given day, about two and a half million people are in jail today, jail or prison. But the truth is, over the course of one calendar year, that number balloons to nearly 10 million people, which is so much more than any country in the world. And if you've ever heard me when I travel and speak, I just spoke in Lake Forest, Illinois on King Day, and I I broke this down for the students and staff, the United States doesn't just incarcerate more people than any country in the world. It's more people than any country in the history of the world. And just as it took actually hundreds of years to build this system, to run this system, to fund this system, it will take equal energy. I don't necessarily mean hundreds of years But as much energy and thought and effort, it will take that much energy to deconstruct it, to tear it down piece by piece, brick by brick, system by system, uh, injustice by injustice. And what's happened to Michael Thompson is a grave injustice. In, In so many ways, it is a cruel and unusual punishment. This notion that uh, a 35-year-old man makes a weed sale to an undercover informant, which I have a problem with in general. Listen, why are you creating, why is the government creating scenarios for people to buy or sell drugs? It's it's foolishness. In fact, even when we dig into these so-called informant drug deals and drug buys, They are almost exclusively done in black and brown communities, and they are particularly done exclusively in poor communities. You're not going to find them doing these undercover drug deals to celebrities in Hollywood. You're not going to find them doing these drug deals in Beverly Hills or in some rich neighborhood here in New York where I live. They don't do those. They don't do those things. Although every single study and statistic shows us that white people use all drugs and smoke weed at or at higher levels either at the same level or higher levels than african americans and other people of color yet the punishment the stings the 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 crackdowns the the undercover operations are almost exclusively in poor and black and brown communities you know cynthia nixon who ran for governor uh, just two years ago in New York, she said it brilliantly. And, and I have to come back to it all the time. You know, she did a video saying, you know, as governor, she would immediately legalize weed and expunge every, every single conviction and record. And she said, hey, the truth is, and she's a, a middle-aged white woman. She was a, one of the stars of Sex in the City. And she said, the truth is weed has always been legal for me. It's always been legal for white people in New York. That's what she said. She said, functionally legal. She said there was no law that said it was legal for white people. But she just knew. She said, she, I just knew I would never be caught for it because there was no punishment. The punishment is always exclusively meted out against certain people and precluded from others. And that's what Michael Thompson experienced. They literally created a scenario to send this man to prison. People are fussing. I saw people fussing on the Internet saying he was armed. No, he wasn't. Don't make that up. Michael Thompson was not armed during this drug deal. That's that's a complete fabrication. When people say that he was armed, I immediately know that you haven't actually looked at the facts of the case. After they arrested Michael Thompson for selling weed, which... God, he sh- if he was going to go to prison, he should have gone for a week, a month. A, y- a year would have been crazy. I mean, it's 25 years. After they arrested him, They then, they then did a raid on his house where they found an antique gun and used that antique gun as an excuse to enhance his sentence. And here, here we are, maybe you saw in Virginia this week, where we see scores and scores of people with automatic rifles armed with sniper rifles, yet you find an antique gun in an, in an adult's house and you want to send him away for the rest of his life? Give me a break. This sentence is all about inequity all about injustice. That's why we need you to tell everybody you know to go to freemichaelthompson.com. You can go there right now. It you can learn more about the case. We break down the facts of the case. You can go ahead and send your letter and tomorrow we are going to announce our phone dialing system and we're going to need you to begin making phone calls from tomorrow all the way through next Wednesday, which is when the Petition is going to be submitted. And so uh, we got to push like somebody's life depends on it. And here's the truth. They basically gave Michael Thompson a life sentence. Let's be real. They intend on Michael Thompson dying in prison. That's their intent. They basically gave him what I call the slow death penalty, where he has to spend a grueling, you know, 60 years in prison for a bunch of nothing. Listen, I have a quick word from our sponsor, but then I have to give you an update on what's going on at Parchman Penitentiary in Mississippi. Yesterday, someone else died. That's five people in the past four days, 10 people in just three weeks. It's a national emergency. What's going on at Parchman? I'll be right back. I get some of the most hilarious, disturbing, <laughs> problematic offers for ads here on The Breakdown. And apparently, uh, the ad business is like the wild, wild west uh, when it comes to podcasts. And uh, one of these days, I just need to do an episode of all the ads that we've turned, <laughs> turned down. Uh, we are very, very careful about the companies that we promote. And uh, we are so proud to promote Lightstream. And so many of you have already written me and told me that you went and opened up an account at Lightstream to consolidate your credit card debt with a low interest loan. Many of you told me that you had credit card debt that was at 25 and 30 percent. And with Lightstream, you can pay off your credit card balances with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. You can get a fixed rate from as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay. And just for our listeners, you can apply now to get an additional interest rate discount. And the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash king. That's lightstream.com slash king for an additional discount. That's L-I-G-H-T. Stream. dot com slash king. Listen, this is subject to credit approval. The rate includes a half percent autopay discount. Of course, terms and conditions apply, and offers are always subject to change without notice. But go ahead, check it out. Visit Lightstream. dot com slash king for more information. The break. The, the, break, the, 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 the break. The break. Breakdown. Listen, as soon as you get a chance, I don't just want you to take my word for it. I need you to go to Twitter and type in Parchman, P-A-R-C-H-M-A-N, in the search box, or just go to Google and type in Parchman Prison. But I would rather you go to Twitter for one very particular reason. The media is really censoring the truth about what's going on at Parchman, and many of us, including myself, are talking to men inside of Parchman. We're talking to families who have relatives inside of Parchman. And I would go so far as to say that it is one of the biggest disasters in the American prison system in modern American history. We've now had 10 people die in Mississippi's prisons in just the past three weeks. Eight have died there in Parchman. We are having people that are being stabbed just in the past two days back to back, Parchment has announced that they've had two suicides. And people inside of the prison are saying, No, those aren't suicides. Those are people being killed by guards and inmates inside of Parchment and the officials in Parchment don't want to admit it. And so they are saying, Oh, a new suicide, a new suicide, a new a yet another suicide, as if there is a like a, a a suicide flu going on in Parchman. What we know is that the conditions there are horrible. We are h- hearing inmates, and not just hearing, we're seeing they are smuggling uh, photos and videos from inside of the prison out where there is no heat, no air, no clean water. I hate to be uh, uh, graphic, but there are... Entire cell blocks where the toilets are not working and the men are being asked to pee and to urinate and defecate in bags. It's getting everywhere. We see raw sewage and overflow on the floors. The conditions, I will say, in addition to the horrible, inhumane, unsanitary conditions inside of the inside of the prison, the conditions are indeed conducive to suicide, making you want to do anything to get out of the place. And so whether these are suicides or not, we do know that just three weeks ago, there were a rash of killings there. I saw that these weren't suicides. I saw, I saw the images of the men who had been killed, who had been stabbed to death. I saw blood all over the prison. And now that they have basically gone out of their way at the prison to take away and, and, and to find as many of the phones and other things. And I'm glad for those phones. Otherwise, we would not know how horrible the conditions are. But they've taken almost all of them away and prisoners are saying to their families, listen, these aren't suicides. These are murders happening inside of the prison. What I know is this is a national emergency. It's a national emergency that needs to be addressed somehow by the Trump administration. And and we may say, yeah, right. But listen, if there's anything they can do to intervene, they need to. He claims to care about criminal justice reform. Jared Kushner claims to care about criminal justice reform. Well, Republicans control almost every facet of the state government there. So we need the state officials there to intervene. And uh, it's just deeply disturbing, and it gets back to this idea that I've shared with you, that this nation has throwaway people, that it will allow anything and everything to happen to and act as if it does not matter because they were one day convicted of a crime. Foolishness. It's a national emergency at Parchman, and I just want you for yourself to go to Twitter and just type in Parchman in the search box So you can see the stories, the videos, the photos for yourself. All right. Break it down. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Breakdown. If you have not already subscribed, please right now subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast platform that you love to listen to the show on. Of course, thank you so much to our podcast director Lissandra to our senior producer Willis and our entire staff at the action pack including Adam uh, uh, Chris Jen Zoe and so many others that are working hard behind the scenes trying to help us free Michael Thompson and if you have not yet remember please go to freemichaelthompson.com take care everybody